0: Welcome to Beers Business and Balls, presented by House Enterprise and brought to you by Manscaped. Go to Manscaped.com. You can use the code House to get 20% off your shipping around the world. Uh 116, Beers Business and Balls. We have hit the Super Bowl. And as two folks with not a dog in the fight, I think we can agree, you know, we'll we'll talk about this in a sec here. Hateable for the fan bases but these are truly the best two teams in the national football league this year. Yeah, you know, hands up, hand up. Uh got to
1: give credit where credit is due. Congrats to the Eagles. Uh you know, they've they've been here once this uh this not decade, this uh <laughs> century I guess, the the 2000s as you would call them, the 2000s and 2010, so uh or whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. It's that <laughs> late night mode. Congrats to the Eagles. Uh, Chiefs are my pick, but, you know, we are coming to the end of the NFL season. But I like how Basil mentioned this is the best time for football because we got XFL, we got Arena Football League coming back, we got the
0: draft. It's always a a great day to be uh, rooting for some football content. You know what I just realized that we didn't talk about through this whole writer's room is that Andy Reid, his Super Bowls came – or Super Bowl appearances anyway came with both of these teams. That's kind of crazy. So is it the Kelsey Bowl or is it the Reed Bowl? Fuck, I I would actually say it's the Reed Bowl. Like Buck if I had Reed to Bowl. decide between the two, I would pick the Reed Bowl.
1: And again, I don't know how what happened with Andy Reed If he did, he get
0: fired from the Eagles, or was it like uh. I think it was like a mutual kind of, hey, we're stagnating kind of deal. You can, you know, we don't want to embarrass you and can you. I don't think it was anything Let's bad. I wonder why he got fired. Um, That's a good point. I
1: wonder why he got fired. Oh, so Reed expected the Eagles to not extend him and was already preparing to hire a new coaching staff. Three teams reportedly had airplanes in Philadelphia to fly him for interviews. He reached an agreement with the Chiefs in 2013.
0: Oh, this was – so they got their ass kicked by the Giants in 2012. Um, and Jeff Lurie said, like, hey, we're not going to move forward with you, dude. Like, he was going into the the Eagles Hall of Fame anyway. So – Yeah. So, he, like, he, I remember this because he transitioned Chip Kelly and stuff. Remember that hot second when Chip Kelly was the coach?
1: Chip Kelly, That was crazy. Yeah.
0: That I'll was a that. real crazy time. He was he coached the Eagles, he coached the Niners for a hot second, and now he's at UCLA. That he's a yeah. guy that like did not work out in the NFL.
1: Crazy. Yeah, Chip Kelly was supposed to be the next
0: Messiah. He was supposed to be the next big beast. He came from Oregon. Yeah, he was the Messiah. He yeah. was literally like the West Coast offense practitioner. Yeah, and
1: look how much that lasted. So that's crazy shit. But uh, we have our writers' room. We got we got Jordan Laube, our NFL expert. We got Clubfoot Jim. We got Basil. We got us two. Uh, It's jam-packed, a lot of content. So if you got time this week before the big game, listen up and enjoy. All right, crew, we are back with the writer's room. I don't know which volume this is, but we got Clubfoot Him, Sam Basil, Jordan Laube, are pretty much our core NFL guys, which we always love to have on. Um, Before the show, we were talking about how we all had the Bills in the Super Bowl. That didn't work out we talked about how the pro bowl is trash <laughs> and uh we're going to give you the big game prediction the super bowl prediction and uh we're going to talk some shop but gentlemen how's everything going and uh welcome back to the pod
2: feel doing? good man uh you know kind of feeling a little bittersweet that the, that the season's coming to an end but kind of excited for for the next week um and I feel like we're going to be talking about this later but I mean there's like so much football still ahead of us outside the NFL. So, mm-hmm. you know,
3: big time. I think it's an exciting time of year because you have the the hype of the Super Bowl and playoffs that have happened so far and literally the next week we're into the XFL, the USFL free agency, uh the start of the draft process going through film. Some people have already started that. Um so I think we're in a really really strong time for football. This is like the peak. Of the football season, especially as we get into mid March, early April, with the draft process and free agency, I, I, I struggled a little bit today with not having any football on. Um, I was
4: bingeing a little Family Guy, and we got um we got some Love Island on the TV. Uh, I built a Lego, which was pretty cool. But, um, you know, just yeah, something was missing for sure. Yeah, let the I people know what, what Lego set. Um, it was. Have you guys seen Star Wars? Yeah. All right. The um and. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back on Hoth, the little floaty black droids that fly around. Oh, that's, that's sick! Yeah.
2: That is yeah. sick. It's very cool. Very cool.
4: I was gonna say something, it doesn't sound
0: like much was missing there. No, <laughs> so Building Legos might have been better than the Pro Bowl, huh? That's what I was gonna say, right? Like, let me just be very clear. We're talking about the Pro Bowl, we all said let's save our thoughts for this. I'm gonna just come out. This was the worst Pro Bowl I've ever seen in my life. Um, because very simply put it wasn't football it was flag football um and when you have trevor like i i get it trevor lawrence throwing pick sixes is fun like stefan diggs throwing a pick six to his brother is fun but it's fake it's not real football um who the hell wants to watch that i will say the contests were fun right like, watching Saquon Barkley play dodgeball, unbelievable. I think that was a well-deserved win for the NFC offense. Um, although Saquon was bitching about the rules quite a bit. He he called Miles Garrett out uh, for stepping out of the court. Um, had a few plays reversed. That part, that all that's fun. Like, the dri- longest drives are pretty cool. I thought Jordan Poyer would come away with that. He had, like, a 321-yard drive. But I, it's just not the Pro Bowl. It's a game of flag football on ESPN. That's the rent. I don't know if anyone feels different.
3: I feel a little different. I do think it's been a step up from the two-hand touch and full pads, guys not trying, giving half effort. I feel like, not that they 100% tried, but you could tell they were trying to have fun. They were trying to put on a show. Um, There are a lot of unique plays, like Kyle Juszczyk jumping in front of the snap a few times to pitch it back. Um, So I thought there were some cool aspects to the flag football. I will agree, it's not as great as actual football but I think it was a good change of pace. I wish the structure was a little bit different where they had all of the non-football, like, like uh, golf stuff. They had the dodgeball stuff, which they had that on the first day, but then there were other football aspects on that day as well, where I feel like if they took some, like the gauntlet challenges and put that in the first slot on Thursday and then made all the football centric stuff on Sunday, like, best catch um i'm trying to remember what they did on thursday that was football related
0: it was um, the the punt the thing where they launched the uh they put a bunch of linemen or linebackers oh yeah, out yeah. There and they launched the footballs and they had to hold other footballs in their hand which i actually thought was pretty funny
3: yeah yeah stuff like that like fun football challenges i wish was kept for today and then all the miscellaneous stuff like the water balloons was also part of that like do that thursday to like hype it up and get them in the mood get them together like i just wish it was structured better. And I think it was almost too many events. Like there were eight or nine different events. And I get you don't have a big game. But that's that's easily five hours of content you just had spread across two days. So I think it's too much. But, you know, it was the first year they did it. They'll definitely change up for next year. So,
2: yeah, Jordan, I think you bring up a great point in that. Um, I honestly think, you know, as someone who has never watched a Pro Bowl in their entire life up until this year, just to just to check it out, to, to talk about it on this podcast. The football skills related challenges were great. Um, And maybe it's because, you know, football is, you know, just a more specialized sport than something like basketball. It did feel a bit overwhelming. I think something that they need is something like an NBA slam dunk contest, right. Or, or a three point shootout. Um, But obviously you can't do that. You can't have a quarterback and a wide receiver compete in the kind of like a similar skills competition because it's, I mean, different skill sets, but I mean, we we kind of treat like a 40 yard dash at the NFL combine almost like a slam dunk contest right like people talk about their scores they try to set records there so if they can find something over these next couple of years that is universal and is still football in its identity that's not like golf or tossing water balloons i think i think we could really see something interesting going forward one thing i think that would they could bring back you know kind of to alleviate the the lack of of contact um, which you don't want because you don't want, want guys getting hurt. Like Miles Garrett already got hurt today playing flag football. But uh, like, I think bringing back like the video game portion of it would probably be pretty interesting. But I mean, that that might just be me.
1: I mean, I agree that I, this was the first Pro Bowl that I watched, and I didn't even I, I didn't watch the entire thing because I was kind of like, because it's the Pro Bowl. Because <laughs> it's the I Pro just, Bowl. I was like, I was like, we're watching guys play flag football. Like this kind of reminds me of like the stuff that was playing during like COVID when they were like, we're watching people play video games on ESPN, you know, I was like, "Eh," you know, it was nice to tune in. We saw the hoopla. It was nice seeing like the pregame content with like Jeremiah, the interviewer. I thought like his stuff was like that, the young kid that was interviewing players. Like I thought that was cool seeing everyone's families. It's nice. Once the pro bowl left Hawaii, I was like, okay, this is a downhill spiral. My thing is like, we honor the greats of the league you know with the fans vote the coaches vote people are you know honoring the best of the best to send them to vegas just to play dodgeball
0: i think is a little silly (laughs) just give them the plaque and like don't and don't have anything so what's the bigger pro bowl blunder then because there's one other that comes to mind i'm curious to see if you guys remember this it was when they had like that sponsorship with It was either Apple or like Microsoft Surface Pro or something that they had the tweeting stations during the game. And it outraged everybody because they'd like go make a play and then they'd go back and tweet like, damn, I just got clocked or something like that. (laughs) And everybody got super pissed. And I'm starting to think like, you know, maybe it reached a younger generation and maybe we're just like, I don't want to say old heads, but maybe that's like what they wanted and jokes on us because this is like our twitter moment basically
3: i feel like in the grand scheme of football fan bases we are part of that younger generation where their biggest population size is like 30 to 49 right now and we're lower than that so i think we are that new generation And if it didn't reach us i doubt it reached people much younger than us um so but i agree that like they haven't taken a step in the right direction i think this was a good stepping stone Well, it didn't go up or down. It was kind of the same as it's always been. It was just more skills, showdowns, stuff like that. So I think they need to try something different. What that is, I couldn't tell you right now, Um, whether it's more or less or just something different entirely. But the formula in the past few years has been terrible. And I think trying to get that more social media presence, like with the Twitter um, moments in the previous uh, Pro Bowl, I think it's just like it's reaching too far.
1: I agree with that. I I mean like, like I was like when Basil said we need like a slam dunk type of competition like if you just had the best court like if you if it was like teams of two, right? And it was like or two on one, best quarterback versus receiver and cornerback in the end zone. Like I'd watch I'd probably watch Tyreek Hill versus Steph um or um I would watch like Tyreek Hill versus Jalen Ramsey one on one for an hour. This like best best of whatever you know like mm-hmm. I, I i could see that as like a slam dunk type event
3: yeah and i would love to see some like fastest lineman where they have like trish worse versus jason Kel- <laughs> i know he wasn't in it this year because of the super bowl but like against jason kelsey running 240 yard dashes whoever has the best time wins like that stuff would be really fun and interesting to see would you guys watch the longest
4: field goal competition because oh absolutely. That absolutely. was cool absolutely 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 yeah. Because that's
1: the time where it's like, let someone go out and kick a 70-yarder. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I yeah, saw – Yeah, put Justin Tucker up against – I don't know who the good NFC kicker is, but <laughs> – Brett <laughs> Marr. Yeah.
3: Brent Maher, honestly, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah beast.
2: <laughs> I saw – I don't know if this was the Pro Bowl, but I've just seen videos of it, like, just, like, around social media and stuff, of, like, kickers playing, like, like tic-tac-toe or something like that. Yeah. And that was pretty cool because, I mean, obviously, like – it makes the game a bit, like, relatable, and, so, and it gives it some variety so you're not just kicking through, like, a big goalpost every single time. But it also, like, it, it, it allows kickers to, like, kind of flex their skill, you know what I mean, like, the, with, with the precision of hitting certain zones in the field goal and stuff. So I think, again, like, there's there's a base here that they've set that's, that's pretty good, but, you know, it's they got a long way to go before I, I can really be excited to tune into it.
0: So basically, we should just take the Madden 2010 mini games, like the Gauntlet, the, <laughs> yeah. the yes. all those zones, like because that was a mini game Basil. It had like the hot zone so. that you had to hit and the field goal pipe in in Madden 2010 or whatever it was. Those things yeah. were sick, and then you had to get through like ten challenges to to level up or whatever it was. Damn, I think we're on to something.
3: We are. <laughs> I I will say the NFL needs to change their position outline and frame of how they pick guys to the Pro Bowl because I think at the out of all 12 linebacker positions only four of them were legitimate off-ball linebackers and the rest were defensive ends in a different scheme like so I think part of the reworking they need to rework the positions like go edge rushers interior defensive linemen nose tackles off-ball linebackers like change it that way you know and then same thing like with safeties like box safeties versus over-the-top safeties you know what I mean um, so I think there's some reworking that needs to be done there too, besides the actual game itself.
0: Yeah. I, I would support that. Um, because like you have like most teams are labeling their edge rushers edge right now. They're not mm-hmm. labeling them as D, D ends and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we'll have to see what the pro bowl comes out with mm-hmm. boys. We're, we're days away from the super bowl. The last time we had you all on, it was the beginning of the football season. I think a lot of us had bills and probably the eagles i don't know like bills there were a lot of us that chose the rams and we're here and it's the eagles and chiefs uh first of all i'm of the position i think most of america is too that this is a very hated super bowl right like you know the one team's coming out of both sides basil's shaking his head i need to know and now i get it it's these are two hateable teams but they're also the best teams in the league in my opinion I want to. I do want to correct that because I don't think
1: they're the hated teams. I think they have the most hated fan bases.
0: That's because, true. Because like yes. Phillies fans
1: are scums, and then like no one wants <laughs> to see Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes like <laughs> succeed
0: in life. I think that's, that's I, it. Yeah, I, I think he's a lot of like, people were strictly rooting against the Chiefs so that Jackson Mahomes didn't pop back up. But he's on his bullshit again. Him and Brittany are doing
1: stuff. Zimmer and I talked about this a couple weeks ago with Patrick Mahomes. Like. What has that guy done to make anybody hate him? Besides, like, take his brother and wife out of it. What has he done to be a hateable guy? Literally nothing.
0: No, like, he is, like, the best athletic quarterback. Like, he is, what he is doing right now, I would say, has never been done before. Just, like, this incredible athleticism, this dumb passes and stuff, like, just just doing all this crazy shit, (laughs) and yet everybody's starting to hate him because of stuff he hasn't even done. It's so awful. And I'm guilty of it.
3: And to that point, like there are people already putting him on the list of top 10 QBs all time. Um, greatest athlete the NFL has ever seen per position, blah, blah, blah. And that's not that's out of his control. He's just a great player. He's not the one making those lists. And everyone's like, he's 27. He hasn't been in the league for even a decade. Like he doesn't deserve this. And it's like, he's not doing any of this. He's just a baller. Five straight AFC championships is nothing to snuff about. Now you only...
1: Mm been to two super so, so, bowl well, now three super bowls and you know you're one and one at, at the moment but i mean again that's nothing that's that's not an easy feat it's just
0: so weird like what has anyone seen from the chiefs that's different this year because let's talk about where they were last year right i mean they did not have a Jarek mckinnon that was as good as he was this year uh they they obviously lost their one of the best wide receivers in the nfl and just plugged juju smith schuster in there and all of a sudden like this offense? Did did anyone get the vibe that this offense just looked better this year in Kansas City?
4: I'd like to say that um, I think the the biggest glaring, the most glaring difference has been Isaiah Pacheco. Um, they're yeah, Isaiah Pacheco. He has just been, you know, electric for them out of the backfield. Um, everything probably they wanted out of Clyde Edwards Hilaire and more. I would say he's. I'm a little disappointed because I I like LSU a little bit. I I was really rooting for him, but yeah, that was Isaiah Pacheco is really kind of you know taking this offense to a new level
2: i mean i think we've also seen i mean you know like like what we're saying about patrick mahomes already getting thrown into like greatest athlete you know to be in the nfl conversation well that i feel like might be a little premature i think we're all we also really saw you know one of the best seasons out of travis kelsey uh you know in, in a long time i mean you know people are people you know are also ready to put him in like the conversation for greatest tight end and i think like the way that, that the Mahomes kelsey connection has really, you know, continued to gel and will continue to gel over these next couple of years, especially if they can win a second Super Bowl together. I mean, that's that's really impressive. And he's, he's still got time. Like, he's, he's a bit old, like, on, on this roster. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, like, this Chiefs roster kind of emerged recently. Like, he's been there since, like, 2013, I think. But, I mean, he has really, you know, made his way as the top tight end, like, these past – three,
1: four years. Yeah. Especially in a season where like the tight end position kind of became a dud, like Darren Waller, where was he? Uh, Mark Andrews, not the best season. I mean, Kittle was Kittle was obviously, you know, yeah, yeah, Pitts. Kyle Pitts average. Like Kittle, I mean, um, Kelsey obviously stood out and shined, but the tight end position as a whole was kind of weak.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And this yeah, when- isn't even Travis Kelsey's like best statistical season by like in like a lot of categories, I mean, this was his most, he had the most touchdowns caught in the regular season, the most caught receptions, but I mean, yardage, I mean, he was a little bit short, like you said, well, I mean, it's just that consistency has allowed him to get that much farther ahead.
1: What was that one game? Four touchdowns and 30 yards?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, also fun fact, fun fact, this is, uh, uh, his longest you know rushing attempt season so that's pretty cool He had a that's cool four-yard, four-yard <laughs> rush attempt
3: i will add that i think getting her to tyree kill and adding guys like juju smith schuster um marcus valdez scantling getting tony before the trade deadline has really opened the doors of the versatility of this offense where tyreek was kind of that guy that could could go deep get a jet sweep hit a quick slant like he was the do-it-all guy now they have a group of three, four, or five receivers that specialize in those things. Miko and Valquez are your deep guys. Tony's your gadget player. Juju's your guy that you can hit across the middle, where now they can package and use a variety of different samples instead of just having Hill and Kelsey as the guys and then a couple plug and play players here. Where I think Mahomes this year, I think, targeted a larger group of receivers at a much higher rate than he has in years past, where it's been. Maybe three or four different guys. Now he had eight or nine he could go to on any given uh, series, you know. So I think that opened the door to make this offense look a lot better. And plus, NFL defenses have been gearing up for Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey for five plus seasons. This is the first year they see Mahomes without those two guys, you know. And that, well, I mean, obviously he's still like Kelsey, but um, without those two guys together. So I think that really messed with a lot of the defenses and how they normally game plan. Uh, for the Chiefs, and that's without Tony's barely been utilized, and Sky Moore was, I'm not going to say dud pick because it's his rookie year, but was not nearly utilized in the way we thought he would be coming out of the draft uh, in this style offense.
0: Yeah, I I think Justin, uh, is it Justin Watson, his first name? Um, You know, it it was weird to see him sort of emerge too, because a lot of people said, well, who's this dude getting reps over Sky Moore, right? and like, And it goes to show a guy that is you know, was way off the radar, uh, he plays a role in this offense. Like, you know, they had they had five guys probably, like MVS, Smith-Schuster I'm going to put in this group as well because, you know, people were sort of like, oh, hey, where the hell does he fit in? Like, that's that's not the Steelers. Um, Hardman, Watson, and, and uh, a guy like Tony. Those are guys that, like, they're not WR1s, maybe besides Juju on any other team. And they just come into Kansas City and they all sort of have this very unique role and Mahomes just does his thing. So that debate's over like, hey, was Mahomes just benefiting from a a good group of offensive players? Uh, That answer is no, right? It's the answer is, yeah, Mahomes was doing, he had those good players, but he's just a special quarterback at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. So I thought that was a very telling year for the Chiefs and Mahomes.
1: And the Chiefs definitely benefited from like, you know, improving their offensive line a little bit. I mean, Creed Humphrey, Orlando Brown, Joe Thune. Like, those are those are guys that are going to, you know, well, I mean, Mahomes is still rolling his ankle, but it definitely helps with overall offense improvement.
3: I'm assuming everyone here has Mahomes as the MVP of the season, correct? Yes, I screwed. do, yes. <laughs> yeah, like that just goes to show, like, even without the weapons, he can still lead the league in passing yards, passing TDs, um, I think he had a pretty low turnover-worthy play rate, despite all the big plays he made. Um, I mean, it just goes to show what type of incredible athlete he is.
0: Right now, you know, we're looking at uh, looking at sportsbettingdime.com. Mahomes is minus 675 to win MVP. <laughs> oh, my God. So <laughs> That's a that lot. That shit is insane. That is absolutely insane. And then behind him is Joe Burrow at plus 725, and then Josh oh. Allen at plus uh, uh, 1100.
3: So, Where's Jalen Hurts?
0: Uh, right behind him at plus 1,200, actually. Right. I'm
3: shocked Jalen Hurts isn't number two. Burrow had a great year, but I'm shocked Hurts is not number two on that list. It's, it's kind of exactly like a situation of the situation um, with hurt. Yeah. I was going to say, it's
4: like five years ago, Carson Wentz, where he was far beyond the MVP of the league and then towards ACL and no. you know, kind of got screwed out of it. It, it sucks. sucks. Not to say I think he was automatic over Mahomes, but, I mean, it would have been much closer.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, that's interesting to me, that whole Mahomes situation, then I don't know. Like I, I did not follow the Chiefs defense too much this year. I don't even know like if they they played well. Did they have a typical Chiefs defensive year where they were stopping a lot of guys? Their front was, you know, pretty good. I know George Karloftis was one of the guys they added. He seemed to have made an impact this year. Like, what what mm-hmm. went on with the Chiefs defense in your eyes, Jordan?
3: Uh, Trent McDuffie is another rookie on that defense, cornerback. Uh when he came back from injury mid-season, he has been locked down, and I think he's been a big reason why they've been great. Uh, the six games, they didn't have him at the beginning of the year. They had uh, four games where they allowed 300-plus passing yards. In the 11 games he played, when he came back, they have not allowed a single 300-yard passer. So I think Trent McDuffie, even though he's one player, has been a huge part of that. Uh, Justin Reed has not, has not had his best season, but he's played very well in moments. Frank Clark in the playoffs takes off. He sucks in the regular season and out of nowhere, playoffs, he's dominant. And Chris Jones, borderline defensive player of the year performance, arguably the second best defensive player this year behind Nick Bosa um, was very solid. And Nick Bolton emerging as a really good uh, number one linebacker in that team. Uh, They have a lot of young studs all over the place and veterans who can plug and play when needed. So this defense, even though statistically, they weren't the best, this was a much better Chiefs defense than we're used to seeing. Probably, honestly, the best defense Mahomes has had um, during his time in KC. Wow. Yeah. I can I can see if there's numbers or analytics on it um, with how good their defense was overall. Um, according to – wow. According to pro football focus, regular season and postseason, Chiefs are the fifth-ranked defense, believe it or not. Wow. And they – Yep, and they have the they're tied for the second best coverage, tied with the Eagles and just below the 49ers. So but their oh, shit. their run defense is not great, but it's their pass rush coverage um that really puts them over the top. So yeah. If the
0: Chiefs do pull this off, like where do you rank Andy Reid in the in the grand scheme of things?
3: I'll let someone else go first on that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Top five. Let's, let's go over his resume real quick. So he's won two Super Bowls, one of them as a head coach. He won the Coach of the Year in 2002. He won Sporting News Coach of the Year three times. And he's got a 65% win percentage, basically.
3: That's crazy. You have a number Is
0: on that like g- It's probably good name. enough uh, conference championships. I mean,
4: we know it's been at least five.
0: Uh, let's see. One, two... Three, four. Uh, where's the other? Five. No, wait a second.
1: Five with uh, the Chiefs, and then
0: did he was he the coach for uh,
4: the Eagles when um they played Brady? The uh, when
0: Brady won in two thousand four, yes, yeah. he was. Okay. So that's at least four. Yeah, that's four. Four, four appearances in
1: the uh, in the Super Bowl. Yep. Can you pull up can you pull up Mike Tomlin's win percentage?
3: Oh, that's Mike actually Tomlin's a good one. Never had a losing season. Yeah, so, Mike Tomlin is has a, he has a
2: 636 win percentage. Yeah. But I mean his win total is a bit low. I mean, he's 16th all time in wins. He's at 163. Andy Reed's up there at 247. Mm. He's
0: three wins away from passing Tom Landry. And Andy Reed has the same amount of Super Bowls won as a head coach as Mike Tomlin as well. That puts a lot into perspective because you look at Andy Reid, you're like, yeah, you know, he's probably won like three or four Super Bowls or whatever. Only one of them was while he was a head coach, the other was an assistant. So
3: Yeah. I I will say the era that Andy Reid has covered as a coach, Belichick has very much been in the pro-style coaching regime until the past decade, where it's become much more pass-heavy. Andy Reid is in this big transitional period where his head coaching career start in pro-style offenses and now it's transformed into air raid, getting the ball outside, running jets, running counters, running traps a lot more. Um, It is a much different game now. I think we have to take that into account, and especially the level of other coaches he's coaching against. Um, Not that the guys aren't best all time, but they're up there for current. You got Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, John Harbaugh's got to be up there. Bill Belichick obviously still in that. Um, Even Zach Taylor, as young as he is into his coaching career, has been – fantastic as an offensive coach, um, especially in the second half of this season. Um, and I'm sure there's a few others I'm leaving out offensively, but he is competing against some really good top-notch smart football minds, and he was right in the middle of the transition from NFL from ground and pound to air raid spread, so, and he's done a fantastic job. So I, I personally will put him top five all-time. Um even with only one Super Bowl win and a few other Super Bowl appearances, I just think the the level he's coached at with the coaching competition level of play we're seeing in the NFL today is puts him up there.
0: I, I, I definitely support that.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I want to talk about the Eagles too to transition now. So the Eagles had the Eagles had a great year. And I, I would think there are a lot of people um a lot of people thought they'd be good, but I don't know about this good. Did anyone have them going fourteen and three? Because I surely did not. I thought they'd hey. be. Eddie did. No, <laughs> he probably did. We, we Eddie did that. He, uh... he sat down
1: and he. And when we started the season, he goes, "Stop me in the schedule when they lose a game." And you know, he no one stopped him for like thirteen weeks. Fuck. I will. I will. He's not here. He couldn't make it tonight. But I will say that Eddie was very. And again, he's an Eagles fan, but he was bullish yeah. on his Eagles.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Eddie had the vision. He had the 100%. vision. Yeah. He did. So
1: then, so. Let's mean, look like, at they the Eagles adding and adding and adding, and it's like. I mean, once they traded for AJ Brown, who knew that would have been such a major like mm. catapult <laughs> of like where their season was going to go.
0: Yeah, I want to look at the Eagles' schedule real quick, too, just to put that into perspective, Tondo. They, they beat the Lions by three to start the year. They beat the Vikings in that Monday night football game 24-7. They beat the Commanders, Jaguars, Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans. Then the Commanders finally beat them on November 14th. Um, after that, they barely squeaked one out against the Colts. They beat the Packers by a touchdown. They beat the Titans mercilessly they they did beat up on the giants i won't say the score out of respect for tondo here um <laughs> they beat the bears the cowboys snuck away with one the saints beat them which was weird and then the the giants that was the day that uh daniel jones sat the giants basically threw their backups because there was nothing to play mm-hmm. for and the eagles won by a touchdown um so wait 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 besides the giants who are the
1: other playoff teams that they
0: played just the vikings
1: 49ers I think it was jaguars
3: the, cowboys
0: they did – well, yeah, technically
1: Jaguars, the 49ers Cowboys, in the Vikings.
3: playoffs, but – Oh, yeah, true. We're, ta- we're talking before playoffs. Like, regular yeah. season. So, like,
1: obviously Giants, Cowboys, and then you said
0: Jags and Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, the Jags and the Vikings were the only playoff teams that they played this year.
3: So, I have mm-hmm. some – I have a couple notes here. So, they were – including playoffs, they're 8-2 and two against teams with a winning record. That's the best in the NFL, even better than the Chiefs. Um, But – Opposing record at the time they played them. They played the 1-0 Vikings. The 2-1 Jaguars who went on a skid after that game. The 4-1 Cowboys with Cooper Rush. And even though they won, Dax clearly better than Cooper. We saw that. The 7-4 Titans, which that started their down spiral. 7-4-1 Giants. The 9-6-1 Giants, who were resting starters. Then the 11, 7 and one Giants who were coming off the best game of their year against the Vikings. And then the 15-4 49ers where Brock uh or 14-4 49ers where Brock uh Purdy got hurt early in the game. Um, and literally could not throw the ball after that. Um, so other than those teams, the combined record of all the other teams they played at the time they played them was
0: 2135
3: and two. Oh so I And I say that the Eagles are a very good team. And I can also say that they had an easier time getting there than other teams did in recent years.
0: Yeah. And and I like the way you phrase that there because I just I don't like the argument of like, well, look at how bad their schedule is. Right. It's like they're a very good team yeah it's like yeah their their schedule might not have been bad but what the hell do you want them to do you know like go and revise it <laughs> like it's the league no. that hand yeah. says here's who you're playing right like who knows the lions could have gone 10 and 7 this year right things yep. a few things go their way the lions are in the playoffs and then all of a sudden yep. oh the eagles are playing a, a playoff team right if, like if they few, beat
3: the panthers in that week 15 matchup where the panthers ran all over them lions are in the playoffs like right.
0: exactly so But I I like the way you phrased it. It, It's they're a good team, but they also separately have skated by for most of this year. Um, I don't know. As Tonda was mentioning before, they kept adding, right? They brought in Brown. They bolstered up uh, some key holes that they had to fill. Yeah, the run game wasn't awesome, but it didn't need to be when you had that much going on for you. So. This team impressed me. Uh, their defensive front really impressed me. I think, what did they have, like 70-something sacks this year?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, they were one shy of the record, I believe.
0: It's It says a lot, and I thought that, you know, I thought we would get exactly what we got, to be honest. Um, Brock Purdy or not, um, mm-hmm. against the 49ers. I thought it was going to be a really low-scoring game, admittedly. I thought the Eagles maybe scored two or three touchdowns at most, but... They've proven like, hey, we can go against a a good offense and win by a large margin. So that's where this Eagles team sort of is is tricking me out. Like, how much are they really going to do to slow Mahomes down? Is where I can't really wrap my head around here.
3: And I mean, I don't know. I briefly looked at their schedule. Chiefs are obviously the number one offense in the league. I don't know how many other games they played a team that had a top five offense. Um, when they played them. I'm sure we can look at. It. I think the Cowboys are up there. They played them twice. Um, I got to see what else is up here. Vikings um,
0: are yeah, probably yep. up, there. Vikings were up there.
3: Vikings were up there. Vikings were top five. Obviously the 49ers, but they didn't mm-hmm. have um, Brock Purdy for that. Um, obviously the Lions later on. Mm-hmm. And the and Giants he, at he,
0: that point were probably rolling too. Like yeah, the, the playoff matchup.
3: Yep, Giants were I mean Giants were coming off the best game of the year they had um in all phases and yeah, it's hard to repeat that two weeks in a row. Um so I mean they ha- they played a good chunk of top offenses but again not the number 1 offense. So that's the tough part, but we'll see.
0: Who has anything to add about the Eagles here? What's sticking out to you? What's maybe prohibiting you from making a wager on them? What do we think? Well, I know what's prohibiting uh, me
1: is that the NFL (laughs) script got leaked, and it was that 37-34 script of the Eagles winning. And I think the NFL is in cahoots with Vegas, and everyone's going to be putting money on the Eagles spread and the Eagles over, or the Eagles chiefs over, and I will be doing the opposite. I will be doing Chiefs. Whatever the line is, I believe it's two and a half, one and a half. Yeah, it's been um, one and a half I mean, for
0: most of the, the these. Yes, past so weeks.
1: I will do I will do the Chiefs and I will do the under. Because <laughs> NFL is rigged, and that is my NFL point.
0: Have you guys seen speaking of NFL rigged? There's a theory out there that, like, oh, they just wanted the Eagles and Chiefs to play each other because of the Kelsey brothers. Like, how stupid is that? They're not even playing like it's one thing. If they're like, oh, it's an offense versus defense kind of situation, yeah, like but they're literally on both Diggs. on fucking offense.
4: Are they implying the New Heights podcast is pulling the strings here in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
1: it, that was a, it. Was a great first season to drop a brother
4: podcast.
2: Oh yeah. Well, out of out of athlete athlete run podcasts, I honestly would have to put the New Heights podcast kind of in the in the in the upper tier. Hundred um, percent.
4: Yeah, agreed.
2: But if oh. if I have to hear another. Argument towards the NFL being scripted or or <laughs> professional sports being rigged. I think I'm just gonna have to like delete my Twitter and hide in the cave for the next. Why are you
1: minutes. anti it? Why can't you ride the wave? I
2: still and- doesn't <laughs> embrace the script because I just feel like I just feel like right now we're at a point right in in in, in sports dis- in, in sports discussion where you know. Me, I, I consider myself, you know, at least at least in private sometimes to be a top tier hater on a lot of things. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, maybe you can get some other stuff out of me, but uh, I'll just leave it at that. But I just feel like right now, the general sports discourse in so many things is just to be just to be a, a, a detractor, a hater, a, you know, a, you know, a trash talker and. Once we get big sports stories going we we get these exciting moments these exciting matchups we get something like oh two brothers are facing each other in the Super Bowl for the first time ever their mom doesn't have to go on on a on three flights in one day to to get to both of their games everyone goes mm, scripted it's a scripted moment i just feel like as someone who who personally doesn't like sports movies because i think sports moments <laughs> Are 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 great enough in itself, and they and they generate these these great moments just because you know out of out of a million different combinations, this is the one thing to happen. To just go around and say, "Oh man, it was already pre pre planned out." Like, what are we doing here? Like, why don't we just watch professional wrestling if we just think that's Hey, that's, hey man, that's hey, draft day was
4: a masterpiece. All right, <laughs> no, draft, draft day, day was an absolute no. masterpiece.
2: I I watch. We were
1: not saying Draft Day was a bad movie.
2: No, it was a bad movie. Oh, I don't do no. I don't do sports movies. I don't do sports movies and I don't do Kevin Costner sports movies.
1: Wow. Hand in your resignation. Hand in feel your resignation.
2: The, take your the, papers, sir. If this is my last moment on House Enterprise, I will say this. Feel the dreams. Is overrated.
0: <laughs> oh my That was God. worse. I, that I, was a worse take than what you just did.
2: Dude,
3: I dude, he's gonna come from Miracle Max.
2: And I'm not. And again, look, again, I, I I hate I hate how everyone's a hater right now. If I can be a hater on one thing, did not enjoy Field of Dreams. I'm sorry. Wow.
4: This is like that Peter Griffin take where he says he didn't like The Godfather.
2: <laughs> it insists
1: upon itself. <laughs> yeah. Basil, do you eat cereal with a fork? Like, what else do I
2: need to know about you? <laughs> I, I
3: He puts the I milk in eat, first. I
2: actually, uh, <laughs> I eat my cereal, no milk. That's
3: depending I, I, on the cereal, I, I, that's not it, that's it, not, it, it's not like I mean,
2: outrageous. But... I only eat CT Crunch, CT Crunch, or nothing. That that again that I I will live
1: on that. That's yeah. that's totally fine. If you told me you put the milk first before the cereal, again, <laughs> hand in your no. papers again. Nope, nope. <laughs> For one more nope.
2: time after you resign hand your papers. No CT, crunch, CT crunch CT crunch in a coffee mug. Eat it like eat it like chips. That's, that's I'm
4: just amazed. Like what? Why was Kevin you, Costner bad so for you after that? Why, why Field of Dreams? Why does it? Have it's to got nothing
2: to do with Kevin Costner. I'm sorry, I I I, I pulled that out, but it's like he's <laughs> just movie after movie. I just I I don't I, I don't see it, man. Wow.
4: Uh, so like Yellowstone, is, is, did he like? Oh, no, Yellowstone, no, Yellowstone. Yellowstone good.
2: Uh, the Guardian. Good movie. Field of Dreams and and uh draft day i could watch I, I i get it like those emotional moments in those movies like i get just watching sports I, I i get those big moments just being able to to watch my team do something like unimaginable you know what i mean that 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 stuff happens every every couple weeks in sports and it's awesome i don't need i don't need it to be acted out on a screen but maybe maybe that's just me so anytime, anytime someone says the NFL is scripted or, or or something is rigged, unless we've got concrete evidence, unless we've got like a Tim Donahue thing or or somebody throwing <laughs> throwing a game <laughs> due to gambling or something, I'll buy it. But like, if if we're just gonna go out here and say that there's a writers' room figuring out what's going on, like, what are we doing here? Why are we sitting on this podcast? Why are we why are we yeah. pumping out these articles? You know what I mean?
3: I I will the piggyback memes off are that. Funny though. Oh, 100%. They're great. Yeah. I will piggyback off that. I think the only game that could have even close to some resemblance of evidence of the NFL being ranked was the Seahawks Steelers Super Bowl. Um, there are multiple videos and short clips out there of talks before the game and breakdowns after the game of where it could be scripted. But even that is like. He said, she said, it could be like a technicality in the rule where you can't fully prove it. You know, obviously, like something like this would have to be damning evidence to say, yeah, it's 100% rigged. But like even the uh, Chiefs-Bengals game, like there are rules that are in place in the NFL that are not in like college or not in high school. Like, especially when it comes to holding, because the guys at the NFL level are so freaking strong that like, The one in particular, like everyone to say, oh, there were two holds on Mahomes' scramble before he got hit, laid out of bounds. When in the rules, they're not holds at all. Oh, Orlando Brown had Trey Hendrickson in his chest plate, which is not a hold, even if he is grabbing him and pulling him towards them. And the other one was Trey Smith had his arm across the guy's collarbone on a rip move. When someone's ripping, if you still have control of him and you're not tugging and not impeding his path to the QB, it's not holding. So it's like there are small technicalities in every moment we think it is rigged that are outlined in some way, shape, or form by the NFL rules, and they've been there in place for years. So it would behoove me to find something that actually would be against the NFL rules, against the technicality that would say it's rigged. I would say the closest play is honestly the Rams Saints, Uh Nicole Roe v. Coleman um, hitting the receiver. I forget which receiver it was, um, but... And no PI flight there. That's the one thing I'd be like, yeah, maybe there might have been something there. But again, we don't know what the rest we're seeing in that moment to not call that.
2: I think you also bring up a, a, a good point, Jordan, in that like a lot of the times when people claim that something is rigged, it's not really due to like a missed call or like a bad interpretation of the rules. It's often also due to just like general inconsistency. Like, you know, and obviously like... I've I've watched games. I watched a basketball game today where I was like, oh my god, the refs like really kind of let one team kind of get a lot of benefit of the calls. I think that just really comes with you know the 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 more access we have to games, the more camera angles, the more, the more time we have to watch football games. Like officials in the NFL and even the NBA or, or, or Major League Baseball as well. I mean, they're at a disadvantage in that now we can see every single time that they mess up. And when we leave so much up to human error, it makes us think, you know, maybe maybe they're just trying to fix results. And, I, I again, I don't come to that conclusion. I, I it, it would take a lot for me to ever come to that conclusion. But I think it just comes with, you know, maybe we just need a little bit more technology to aid in officiating. Or maybe we just need a couple more eyes on the field so that the integrity of certain games like this just are are not left up the air. I have, you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, discussion and there's a lot of broader implications about implementing something like a robo referee or a robo ump. But I think we need to do everything we can to make sure that these calls are right so that people aren't going, Hey, like is the NFL script leaked? You know, but that's, that's my, that's my two cents on it. <laughs>
0: So NFL rigged or NFL not rigged is the question.
2: Not rigged. Not, not rigged. rigged. Sometimes not rigged.
0: <laughs> Sometimes rigged is an option. Yes. I have, no, so I have no
1: I have no faith and confidence of the league having a a true and this is across all sports a true and honest uh product on the field. I don't think it's fully rigged, but I don't think it's, you know,
3: picture perfect what we see.
1: There's a lot of puppet strings in the background happening.
3: I can agree there's places it could be fabricated. But to say it's outright rigged to get the exact result they want, I don't think so.
2: Yeah. I think a a good example –
3: line your
1: pockets. I don't know.
2: I think a good example is like – I mean, again, this is also just a player's testament. But in the NBA, like Austin Rivers on a podcast a couple weeks ago – I believe this was on one of the Ringer podcasts where he said this – like. A guy like Steph Curry, right? Um, Steph Curry benefits from a lot of, um, like, could benefit from a lot of moving screens. If you really break down, like, a lot of the, a lot of the plays that he runs, like a lot of the open shots that he finds, and part of it might actually be as Austin Rivers claims. uh, The rest kind of just want to see him shoot, and it, it, it kind of, it kind of ends up being like a. Like not really by matter of of fixing a game, but like sometimes refs are a little bit too e- might be a little bit too eager to let a play kind of play itself out with a with a, a big player or a big quarterback receiver duo, and maybe that's something that we need to challenge. But again, I I, I see no I see little strings being pulled or uh, relatively none at all in in my opinion. And if so, then like I I'd probably just stop <clears throat> watching football altogether
0: all right so we gave basil the soapbox (laughs) we now learned some damning stuff about him next thing you know he's gonna be like yeah i think it was james that said next thing you know he's gonna hate miracle or uh i like miracle or i like miracle any other american sports classic well it's good i would hope you do it's a it's the country shining on the biggest stage and you'd be out here that's a true story (laughs) i know yeah i'm kidding (laughs) Because you could follow yep. up Miracle by
2: watching the games on YouTube, which I frequent, uh, the actual games, which I frequently find myself doing because that's an awesome real story, you know?
4: Do you have an opinion on 80 for Brady?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my roommate, who is a, a Pats fan, uh, actually went to go see it. She said it was really good. And mm-hmm. right. as someone who, you know, if, if I had to rank like, all Super Bowls. I think the bottom six would be the six Pat's ones, for me personally, oh. um, and just and just worst games, just because probably honestly the six worst days of my life. Really, um, I will do everything in my power not to see anything more than a trailer from that movie. So wow, that's that's what I'll that's what I'll say. I, I, the cast is great though. I you know all, all of all of the cast, but uh, yeah, no no yeah, I think that Sorry. that
0: Gronkowski guy has a future in this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, all right, uh, yeah, and by the way, you're telling me you don't, uh, you don't watch Bo Callahan highlights on YouTube after, too? <laughs> Come on, Bo I, don't Callahan. I don't even know who that is. That's the problem, he's from draft <laughs> day. You didn't even pay attention
4: to draft day. you have no merit in this conversation,
0: <laughs> Bo Callahan. <sighs> uh Unbelievable! Go look him up. Go look at some highlights. Right. Uh, loaded cast too. Terry Crews was in that. People forget. Arian Foster was in that movie. Forgot? Oh, like the
4: the, the the script leaker.
0: Yeah. Do you not like the longest yard, Basil. I haven't
4: seen it. Okay. <laughs> longest
1: yard.
0: <laughs>
3: now, Just long- mute him they, at this point. Now
2: ben-
1: <laughs> he's
0: breathing. Basil's gonna have to take. I expect a, a block
1: from you defending what your favorite and worst sports movies are because <laughs> this is this is. Damning, this, this is
0: Space Jam,
2: Caddyshack, um, Major League. Uh, and that's 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 almost about it. But Caddyshack is the underrated ones?
3: sports movie pick. I like yeah. that. Wait, these are your favorite ones,
2: uh, just, just off the top of my head. Just off the top of my head.
0: I was gonna say they're but they're all fictional.
4: We could have a whole room. yeah, but they're room. comedies. We could. They're comedies. <laughs> yeah, we could have a whole true. writer's room about sports movies. Sports movies, 100%. we might be doing this yeah.
0: again for sports. That's movies. the next one, yeah. One.
4: yeah. Oh, Good offseason topic. We gotta, yeah. we
0: gotta give
1: Basil six months to watch you know more than three <laughs> yeah. cartoons. He can come and provide some insight here. Oh if Bugs
2: Bunny is not there and, and a flattened <laughs> and a flattened Newman from Seinfeld. Why would I watch why would I just not watch a hockey game?
0: <laughs> Bugs Bunny is not there. Unbelievable. Oh my god. Space Jam was good. Alright, let's talk some let's talk some lines now. Right now, as we're recording, it's Eagles minus one and a half. Chiefs obviously are plus money here in this situation. They're plus 105 money line. Eagles are around minus 20, or excuse me, minus 120. What are we thinking? Do we have some picks off the jump? Do we like overs and unders? Do we like money lines? Do we like do we like spreads? I think I know where I'm leaning but I want to hear if anyone's more confident than I. I have Chiefs money line because I
1: think it's funny how at the beginning of the season and a lot of preseason rankings that there was a, there was people saying that the Chiefs would finish last in their division because Russell Wilson joined the Broncos and Devontae Adams joined the Raiders and the Chargers are building a good squad. A lot of people had the Chiefs you know, on the bottom half. And why are we doubting a guy that's been to five straight AFC championships? I think he wants to push that narrative ahead for him where it's like, if I am going to be one of the greats, I need to get the job done. Um, not to say, again, the Eagles have been there before, but it's a it's a different team than what this Chiefs team has had constructed in the Super Bowl. So I, I like just Chiefs outright outright money line because the plus money.
0: Again, don't doubt this Eagles defense is good, but I think the Chiefs have a good enough defense to stop their uh however good their offense has been right like we're gonna learn a lot about both teams i think we know enough about the chiefs but it's like i don't know enough about i'm not comfortable with where the eagles are at to go up against who, what i think is is the best on paper team in the league right now um you know yeah the chiefs could have easily lost that game last week um the Bengals had every opportunity to to forge on ahead and keep pushing, right? But it, it could have gone either way, but I, I'm still, now that the Chiefs are there, it's like, I don't think you can stop them. And for that reason, I, I find a lot of value in this plus 105 uh, for the Chiefs here. I think we can't doubt this dude anymore. Um, time to accept Mahomes rules the AFC.
4: Wow, that's big coming from you.
0: Uh, yeah, it is. But who am I going to say, Mac Jones?
4: <laughs> Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah, Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco, either one. Now, listen, we could go down like quarterbacks. Like, yeah, burrow, Burrow's burrow been great. Josh Allen, maybe that debate's for another day, right? He's, he's very good, right? Does he deserve the hate that people are giving him? Probably not. But this is Mahomes' league. This is Mahomes' side of the league anyway. I really do believe it.
2: Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I feel like when back – I would say seven or eight years ago when we were when we were still reasonably doing or maybe, you know, unreasonably doing Brady Rogers goat debates. Right. I mean, there were people no matter what, when when Rogers had a three, you know, ring disadvantage to Tom Brady at that point, people were still ready to to throw some stats out there on him. Uh, You know, but at the end of the day, you know, we're we're entering, you know, Brady's gone. Rodgers is kind of in the waning years of his career unless he goes to the Jets and then takes him to the takes him to the limit, you know, five years in a row, which I think will probably happen. Um, At the end of the day, Tom Brady's got seven rings and Aaron Rodgers still got one, no matter what stats you've got put up. And, you know, obviously now I don't want to include like, you know, Brady also is the all time leading passer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But at the end of the day, Brady did what was most important six more times than Aaron Rodgers. And Joe Burrow is great. Josh Allen, statistically, I mean, you put them in—you put two computer models of of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and go, and go at it for like a thousand tries. Maybe Josh Allen might win that like six hundred times out of a thousand. But at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is in his third Super Bowl appearance. I mean, he's consistently putting himself in AFC title games, and that's what's most important. He is moving his team through the through the gauntlet every single year, and and rarely coming up short. So. I think sometimes, like, I, I love bringing up statistics and stuff, but sometimes I, I just – it's it's better to keep it simple when showing, like, who's in control.
3: Yeah, the, the biggest thing for me are the question marks for both teams, right? The question marks for the Chiefs obviously is Mahomes' health, Kelsey's back, the offensive tackles, Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley. How are they going to hold up against a menacing pass rush, and even the inside guys that play well, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, uh, Trey Smith. How are they going to hold up against a menacing pass rush? And can these receivers get open against an electric secondary? Like there's a lot of questions for the Chiefs, um, quantity-wise. But on the flip side for the Eagles, they have less questions, but the gravity of those questions is much greater. How will they stop Mahomes if he is truly healthy? How will they be able to compete against a defense that has exceeded expectations? Um How will this defense lock in a variety of different receivers to go against? So there's like, obviously the chiefs have more questions to answer, but the gravity, the questions I feel is greater for the Eagles to overcome, especially Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, both first time. And I believe most of that Eagles roster besides some of the veterans like Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. um, It's a very young Super Bowl team where the chiefs, they have a few more guys who've obviously been there multiple times before with different teams and with the chiefs themselves so i think the question just comes down to what do you value more a team that's been there before and a team with experience or the team that has clearly been the best team in the nfl this year regardless of schedule but they're young and they haven't been there before like those are the questions you, i mean except for a handful of players those are the questions you have to ask yourself and um I think the needle leans more towards the Chiefs just based on Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the experience of that roster. But man, this is a scrappy Eagles team. It's a toss up either way. I would lean more towards the Chiefs prop bet betting wise, but outright winner, I I might lean Eagles here. Would you say Mahomes
2: coming into this into the game like three years ago, so young, and then just kind of showing out against the Forty Nine ers team like is an outlier? Because I mean. We've seen examples in the past, right? I mean, Joe Burrow last year, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo three years ago. I mean, even Mahomes going against Brady the year after he won it, um, you know, it it really came down to, like, just the old man taking the rookie to school. I mean, do you feel like that's probably the biggest question for the Eagles right now?
3: I would say so, just because Mahomes has been there against two – Incredibly tough teams. That 49ers team is a lot better than we give it credit for, even with Jimmy G at the helm. And obviously that Tampa Bay team was just locked in after the bye week. Um But again, it's a lot of these inexperienced teams as of lately are really rising up. I mean we had the Bengals last year, obviously the Chiefs that first year with Mahomes running the gauntlet. Um the year or two years before I mean the Rams with McVay the first time they went there. Then the year before that, you had um, the Eagles with Nick Foles. Like It's been a lot of young teams who are inexperienced who are getting to the end and are competing, not just folding. They're competing except the Chiefs after their first Super Bowl win. Um, it, it's it's really a toss-up. I think inexperience we can kind of throw out the window at this point, even though I did make it a point. I do believe it is still a factor, but I don't think it's the main factor like it has been before these past six, seven Super Bowls. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but um, that's—I—I I don't think inexperience is as big of a determinant as it used to be for winners and losers. But I do believe it's still somewhat of a factor.
1: No, Absolutely. I mean you talk—you talk about the inexperience. I think the one thing that like roadblocks me with the Eagles is like, and again, this is a few years ago, younger player, different scenario. But Jalen Hurts getting benched in the national championship mm. game and Tua comes in, if you can't, and again, his freshman season, fantastic. They ended up losing to Clems- Clemson that year. You know, his sophomore year, putting up great numbers. But if you can't get it done on the big lights at the big game, that's where I'm concerned. Because it's like, you have a great regular season. You're doing well in the in the playoffs. Super Bowl comes now. Can he get it done?
3: That's a great point. I didn't be, even think about it. It might be an
1: overreaction, but that's, I think, my mental roadblock. It's like, He he faltered on the big stage once.
3: I will counter that. Two very different offenses. Nick Sirianni, RPO heavy, going to run the shit out of the ball. Nick Saban, he's going to throw it in a pro style offense. Like, it's two different offenses, but I agree. It's still a championship mentality. I I do see it from that perspective. You even
2: want to take it from like a team perspective, too, right? I mean, in the national championship game, like, not that, not that John Hurts would. I, I'm sure when he was when he got benched, right for Tua, he was like, oh, I would give anything to like be back out there right now, right?" But there was also some security in that. Okay, if I kind of don't pick it up like for the rest of this half, like there's still like a pretty solid guy behind me that like can will me and help me get to this champion to, to get to this national championship, right? I don't really, I don't really see that right now with, with the Eagles. I mean, who are they going to fall back on? Gardner Minshew. So, like, I feel like if the going gets tough, I mean, Jalen hurts. I mean, you know, no disrespect to Gardner Minshew, but uh, like, I mean, you put him in a hole, he's like, all right, well, it's just, it's just me out here. Like, I, I got to get my team out of this hole. So, I mean, it could it could be a totally different situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, like. I believe that national championship game at half, they were only down like two or three scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, different scenarios. Not to say he'd get benched in the Super Bowl, because like that never happens. <laughs> yeah. It's a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely one of those things where it's like, Will will the first half be a struggling Jalen Hurts rather than like a crew like what he's been doing in uh, in uh, prior games of the season? Like you know, two, three touchdowns and be, like, comfortable?
0: That's a good question, too. I mean, like, you know, you talk about the first half of the games, too, and I think one of the props that people are looking at right now pretty heavily is Jalen Hurts scoring a, or throwing the touchdown pass in the first quarter is plus 215 right now. Um, you know, the Eagles lead the league in – 62 points on their opening drives in the regular season right and i think like that's a that's a prop that i'm just gonna take right um enough data to back that up but i feel like if he doesn't we're gonna see a lot about how the eagles respond right like that's just how they've won games they've they've punched teams in the mouth really early they've got this nice big cushy lead that they back off a little bit then they don't relinquish it for the most part um so if we don't see him throw a touchdown or uh, them find the end zone in some way, shape or form in the first quarter, the chiefs definitely like that game favors the chiefs, to be honest. I think like, you know, a war like that probably chiefs might come out on top.
4: Yeah. I, I think I'm the last one to go. Um, I agree with you. Um, I think Mahomes sort of, especially coming off that loss two years ago, this roster is completely overhauled. He has that experience of losing in the big game. Um, I like the Eagles. I like Hurts. I just think that this is Mahomes is kind of built for this moment, and I'm unsure yet if Jalen Hurts is, so um, I have Chiefs money line. And
0: I also like for props, actually, Hurts to throw over a half an interception at plus 110. I think mm. he's going to get picked off. Um, and I also like Mahomes going to throw more than 288 and a half. I think I'm going to take all three of those quarterback props here. I like all of them.
3: I like that. The one Yeah, I feel like prompt... you got to lean no, go
2: yeah. ahead. Uh, I was just saying. I think, like, for me, when it comes to like the last game of the year, I mean, like, I'm always like, it's the end. You got to go all out. Like, I'm leaning overs in almost every single regard. Scoring. Uh, I'm going Isaiah Pacheco actually over uh, in terms for his rushing yards because I feel like, I mean, no matter what, I think Mahomes, uh, Mahomes probably has the same mentality. You know, it's like the end, so like, you got to you got to go out all out. So he he probably won't be as reluctant to rush due to his due to his ankle but he's still got that cushion of Pacheco who like we said in the beginning of this podcast it has been so good this year so explosive um and then finally I mean I always got to do this but I actually listened to a couple of his songs today I believe it's Chris Stapleton doing the national anthem this year mm-hmm. so you have <laughs> to go over to the national always anthem.
3: over for the national yeah. anthem oh, is always I always was always under I
4: looked this up I looked this, look this up the past do I still have it up I still have it up but Oh, you can't say over. I looked this up and not the 13, have it. Oh no, last 13, it's been seven over, six under, to push. Wow. Interesting. I always thought
3: it was over. Interesting. Oh, shit. Uh,
0: country singers it? go over. Country yeah,
3: singers
0: yeah. go over.
3: Mm. Who was it, That'd Eric be...
0: Church, a couple years ago that uh, he had an under?
3: Yeah, because it was a duet. It was him and Jasmine Sullivan. We're doing it together, I think. Hmm. How did that not go over if it was a duet? I think I think when it's trios and duets, they try to go faster. Like, yeah, like so they, weird. like they they have to harmonize and stuff, so they need to stay at a faster tempo. So this way, they know their timing and know when to get to certain places. So, do you guys have um, a Gatorade
0: preference as well?
1: I mean, it's gotta I, be red red if the Chiefs win, white if the Eagles win.
3: I would say white's <laughs> the safe bet, regardless. I always just say orange.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like it's orange. I like to pick yellow because that's my favorite uh, flavor to drink, but
0: it's it's hardly ever yellow.
4: So it could be your year. <laughs> it could
0: be. <laughs> what about personal preference? You have a favorite Gatorade flavor to drink? That's a question. Yellow, yeah, yellow, 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 for sure. yellow. Mm. I was always a yellow guy. I was always a red guy too, actually. Mm. And every now I and then, some s- kid on our baseball team had the uh, – actually, James, it was like – I feel like every now and then we played with each other. Somebody came with like a that dark blue one. Yeah. What the hell was the dark blue flavor?
3: Grape. Uh-huh. No, blue that's blue. like purple. Oh, isn't it? Not Riptide Rush. It's – um Glacier? Oh, what is it? I know the exact name of it. I used to drink it all the time um dark blue, dark God,
0: this gray. is a football guy here ladies and gentlemen
3: <laughs> i know yeah. i should know this um
0: it? is it cool blue i think it's cool blue that sounds it hard, might be right? cool blue i don't know but that i got Glacier's accustomed to is light blue cool blue is like a deep dark blue no yes that was the one like every now and then someone would show up to a game with that just be like
3: yeah all right cool let's, let's do cool blue, cool the blue is, like that. is like a a neutral blue like a royal blue color let me see where's there's definitely a dark blue one that was all right well maybe 100%. i'll just sprinkle yeah, we'll a little bit it.
0: on on this dark blue gatorade here <laughs> like maybe maybe a dollar to win twin 15 yeah. that sounds fun that's a good idea yeah why not uh final predictions thoughts anything we need to get out into the open in advance of the super bowl on sunday Maybe Clubfoot Jim, if you want to eulogize the Jets, I'll I'll, and actually, and Basil, you can contribute as well if you guys want to eulogize the Jets. Don't don't make
4: me do this (laughs) alone. Sort of like an in memoriam type thing.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, Whatever. Whatever thoughts you'd like to get out.
4: uh, We beat the Bills once. Um, We were seven and four at one point, and the coin thing was pretty cool for a while.
2: Um, Yeah, uh, I was I, I went to my first Jets game this year actually when they when they when Same. they beat the Dolphins. Uh that I, game. I,
4: oh really? Yeah. What the That's hell?
2: Sick. <laughs> so no and honestly like it was this was a this was a year for the Jets where I think it was it was one of those times where like I feel like you know, with with a lot of my other teams, honestly, with with the Knicks or the Mets or something like that, is that I think when they, when they get on a run like this, even if if it's a finish um, at eight and nine, when when they when when they're hot, you really see how many people kind of kind of come out of the woodwork and 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 really get behind this team and i'm not saying that there's a lot of people that are bandwagon jets fans i just think there are so many people who kind of leave their hardcore fandom on the shelf for a little bit because there have been so many years where it's like okay well what where is this going to go wrong what's what's really going to happen here and look yes some a lot of stuff went wrong i mean you know we couldn't really figure out what was going they couldn't really figure out what was going on at quarterback uh, that loss to the Jaguars on that Thursday night game, even though the Jaguars ended up being like a pretty legit team. Um, that was, that was really disheartening, but I think they've, they've set on such a really good path that they are two or three key moves away from really determining the next, I would honestly say decade of Jets football. I mean, there are some really fun rookies that I I, I really, really love. I mean, you know, look, I know that they, I know they kind of beat down on like the Dolphins like, third or fourth string quarterback in that in that game but I mean Brees Hall like when he's hot he's hot and I they they have to they have to make sure that no matter what moves they make you have to ensure that guys like Brees Hall Garrett Garrett Wilson sauce Gardner I mean those guys have to have a future with this team and and enjoy playing on this team and and that's how you can get successful Jets football so hopeful for what's to come but crucial on, on those on those like two or three important decisions. And I don't know what those are, but we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens.
0: And Labe will give you the room to say goodbye to, to Cliff Kingsbury and to give you the proper farewell yeah. to the Arizona Cardinals of old. Anything yeah. anything to say there?
3: All I was gonna say goodbye Cliffing time. Um it, they were both terrible. So <laughs> happy we have Monte Austin Fort. I hope we hire Uh, the Bengals defensive coordinator, uh, Lou Armanow, or whatever his name is. Um, I should know more about him if we're gonna hire him. Um, It's between him and Mike Kafka, who's gonna be our next head coach based on second interviews. So which Kafka, I'm like, I could get behind, Um, but I think Lou has two great years of defensive tailoring and strategy that he would work out really well and then go get a really good offensive coordinator whether it's the 49ers QB coach and passing coordinator Eric B um or someone else as long as it's not Greg Roman I'll be very happy
1: yeah leave kafka he's not he doesn't you know he's <laughs> he's not, not a really good kind of coach i i think he needs uh, <laughs> some more time to mature in the new york system and, and for I,
3: sure i'm sure you agree tonda
1: <laughs> where is deandre hopkins getting traded
3: um, I don't know if he will, because the dead cap we would eat by trading him would be terrible. Um, I think we would – overall, we would save $9 million over two years of his contract. But the first year, we would lose $20 million in cap. Oof. So, not worth NFL it.
1: NFL money makes no sense to me.
3: That's ridiculous. Yeah, with,
0: with Trace McSorley as QB1 next year, that might, uh, <laughs> that might end up just working out. Yeah, yeah, when does
1: Kyler come back?
3: I – Reports are saying he's going to take his time and he'll come back mid-year. He'll be back week three or four. Like, it's knowing him, he'll be back earlier than that. Plus, it was non-contact ACL, which those heal faster than most. Um, But I think he's tired of getting the, oh, he plays video games, and, oh, Kyler has bad (laughs) – It's the media paints him as such a bad light. Like, yes, the video of him going after Cliff during the game is bad, and his body language after the Rams wasn't the best but other than that he's been a fierce competitor and has been a great leader for this organization and and Bud Baker who is the team image has nothing but great things to say about Kyler. So again, until he wins a playoff game and can actually lead this team, I'm I'm going to be impartial about it, but I think he gets more hate than he deserves.
0: It's a beautiful homage to the Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully they get their <laughs> shit together.
3: Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a rebuild year. I don't I don't see them winning more than 6 or 7 games next year. Uh, Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, the Patriots aren't in much better shape, but hopefully with Bill O'Brien at the helm, things start to improve. You know, maybe a couple of weapons in the mix. Who knows? Maybe they go out and sign a couple guys, but
3: I I wanted to bring it up earlier because someone brought up A.J. Brown and how much of a big lift that was. Um, Josh Allen getting Stephon Diggs uh, went into top five QB conversation. Joe Burrow gets his buddy Jamar Chase, top five QB. Uh, Hurts gets A.J. Brown, top five QB conversation if Mac can get a true number one guy, I think he ele- elevates into top 10 discussion based on play next year and wow. arguably top five. Cause I, when you, when you saw how well he was protected against the Vikings and how well he played last year at times, that's a quarterback who could be extremely accurate and put the ball where it needs to be when he has the time. And when he has guys to get open this year, he had no one who could get open because Kendrick Bourne barely played. And that was his yeah. best receiver the year before. I will say this. If he doesn't do that next year
0: and they do bring in a WR1, he sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm more, like, I, I, I just realistically expect that's going to happen as opposed to the opposite. Like, I want that to happen. I like Mac Jones. I think he's a good, I think he'll fit well. Um, but God almighty, if they go and get, like, uh, some stud wide receiver and he, and he still lays an egg, then it's time to move on. Bill O'Brien can coach up these guys. And hopefully that connection from, uh, from O'Brien and Jones at Alabama will, will help them out a little bit. You know, legend has it. Mac Jones taught him the playbook. And Mm. if they can't gel, I think he's just, they've got to move on from him and try to find somebody else. Maybe try Zappy, maybe uh, which I'm not too high on, or maybe go out and get somebody who knows, Mm. but this is the last year. They've got to go all in on this kid. They've got cap space. They've got two deadweight – well, one deadweight tight end in John Ooh, Smith. John Smith, man. He sucks. Um, but you yeah. can't you can't put a rookie wide receiver with, like, Devontae Parker as WR1, Myers as WR2, horned um, on the bench, right? It just can't happen. It can't happen. So looking forward to seeing what they do. You know, Giant's I mean, eulogy? Oh, the Giant's eulogy, too. And then you got your word about Kafka. <laughs> I mean, listen – they weren't supposed
1: to be here. They weren't supposed to do anything with no true offensive weapons besides Saquon, really. Daniel Jones is going to get his next contract. The Giants are going to build Injo Shun and uh, Brian Dable we trust. And hopefully we can bring back Kafka and Wink Martindale and uh, mm-hmm. you know, score well in the draft, move around some money and uh, you know, bring back our guys. And I... I know we've talked about this on a writer's room about the paying the running back situation and and Jordan or Basil, I think it was Jordan, had the blog um, mm-hmm. many moons ago about like oh all the Super Bowl teams like you know pay by committee not by mate, one guy. I think you pay Saquon. I, I, I really do because wow. he is a he's an RB one wide receiver three. That's, That's in my fair. mind. I think you pay him. <laughs> um well i think what the giants should do if they can't agree on a contract is tag saquon sign daniel jones restructure some guys and uh you know try to make a big splash elsewhere yeah
3: That's my play. firm believer in running back committees saquon is one of i would say four running backs in the league that you give a big contract to
1: yeah i mean again like we would have had a different conversation if the Eagle if the 49ers beat the Eagles and it's like, oh CMC has his money.
3: Granted, mm-hmm. he wasn't no. signed
1: by the 49ers, but they traded for him and they're paying for him for the next couple of years. He's a he's an elite playmaker. And I mean, do you consider Debo that as well? He's a uh, wide yeah, receiver, rusher, like,
0: you know, a Elijah hybrid, Mitchell. Hybrid.
4: Jordan I just remember Mason's the first time
0: two. really anyone called him like a hybrid guy was after the Nickelodeon game. And that kid reporter was like, yo, Debo, do it all, Samuel. How do you think it is being a ride receiver and a running back? And that was the first time I'm like, damn, yeah. he actually is a pretty good. Uh, dual yeah. threat. The things you learn on a Nickelodeon football broadcast. <laughs> he wasn't even the N- the MVP that game. I'm pretty sure. No. No, but I think it was Jimmy G. Back. The Giants will be back. That's my
1: eulogy.
3: I love it. Oh, good. Do we want to do uh, score predictions and Super Bowl MVP prediction just to cap it off? Quick synopsis.
0: Yeah, you, we'll uh, we'll start with Clubfoot Jim and then go around the horn here.
4: All right, uh, my go-to answer: twenty-seven, uh, twenty-four Chiefs, um, and Mahomes MVP. Pretty straightforward. I had the same exact
1: one.
2: Wow.
4: Nice. Wow.
2: Damn. Hazel. Uh well, since I'm not following um any, any script leaks, uh <laughs> I I will also be going Mahomes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get in get one last time. Uh I will also be having Mahomes uh Super Bowl MVP, and I'm gonna go 45-35 Chiefs. And that's Ooh, nothing okay. against, that's nothing against the Eagles. I think what's gonna happen is they're gonna put up it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, they're going to put up a fight, and then it's going to be one of those situations where Eagles are are, are on their way to making it, and then they, they make maybe a mistake that inexperience has them make a mistake down the stretch, and then and then the Chiefs come in and, and, and kind of put the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. So 40, 45 35, Kansas City.
3: Interesting. Wow. I'm going to go 34 24, Eagles win. And because of a Hassan Reddick strip sack recovery for a touchdown, four minutes left. Hassan Reddick Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> okay, That's oddly sick. specific, but it word. is. I get oddly specific with Super Bowl you, p- you really predictions. Did see the script aren't? Yeah, I did. <laughs> all right. All I'll add to that is that Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley both allowed the most pressures in the NFL this year, and now you're going against the best, arguably the best pass rusher this season, Hassan Reddick. So.
0: Orlando, uh, wonder, uh, yeah, you said Orlando Brown, but I wonder how Orlando Bloom's gonna be, too. Hopefully yeah, it was a, a great day.
3: Puts some um, a good album for once, yeah.
0: Her movie, gonna, not uh, album.
3: Yeah,
0: what the hell? It's an album. <laughs> Wait, Jesus.
3: I
2: went
0: for once.
3: What? Yeah, what? for once. What are the that, that's
0: actually a worse take than what
3: I, my mind was with another orlando it was orlando uh, the Bloomer.
0: orlando brown from uh that's, that's a raven, a raven. You were
3: thinking. yes you that's the one <laughs> i always yeah. made
0: that i love i love how people can appreciate that uh yeah, we, I think he's in jail. yeah i think he did he was he definitely got convicted of something
3: yeah you make your, your pick life while life. I look this up. Say that for the podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna make my pick now. 35, 33 Kansas City Chiefs win. Um it is not a score agami. I did just look this up, but it would be a unique agami. It would be only the sixth time that a game has finished thirty five to thirty three. Uh love the high scoring nature of this kind of stuff. I, I think this actually is gonna be a high scoring game. Um and I will take Mahomes as the MVP. Um no logic to it other than that. Before we go, yep. what'd you find on Orlando Brown?
3: Uh former Disney star Orlando Brown was arrested for a misdemeanor domestic violence charge on December 22nd in Ohio. For we after, disav- yeah. <laughs> we disavow. Yep.
0: Yep, we we did we, <laughs> we definitely
3: disav- disavow. Yep. Threatened a relative with a hammer and a knife. That yeah, is we're uh, all set. awful. I'm good. Bye, Orlando Brown. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Not the Orlando Brown playing in this game. Let's no. make it no. clear. It's, it's from that so Raven. Uh, Eddie yes. was his name, right?
3: Yes, Eddie. Eddie.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, Unbelievable. Big, big shout
4: out again to Eddie for this. This is this is big for him. Oh God. Huge.
0: All right, gentlemen. This has been another writer's room. Uh Jordan Labe, Sam Basil, Clubfoot him. Thanks so much for coming on the show and uh happy watching on Sunday.
4: All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate
3: it.
0: And that was our writer's room. Uh, Clubfoot him, as you called him in the intro. That was fun. Uh, Jordan Labe, Sam Basil joining us. Uh, another good segment. That's that's one of my favorites. We had... The last writer's room we did was two-pack, though. I will say this is like the sweet spot for a writer's room because our 100th episode, we just had too many... We had too many people. Love them all. Too many people, yeah. But we have a lot of takes in this, this scene, so... Five's a good number. Four's a sweet spot. Three's always back and forth. Easy, easy going. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good overall segment. Um, I will stand by my 35 33 take. I think it's going to be very high scoring. I don't know. I'm going to sit and enjoy this one. I'm going to just enjoy some good old time football and I'm going to call it a day after that. Yeah. It's going to be tough for I mean. me and for you. I'm sure it'll be tough like watching the Eagles too. It's not like I, I have to sit and watch both. the. That and Kadarius
1: Tony, yeah, like I do get that because Kadarius Tony, honestly, like stretch of a first round pick by Dave Gettleman, he had so much promise and he just like did not want to play for the Giants and it's a, it's a shame. I mean, shout out to you know the new general manager for even getting draft capital for Kadarius Tony, who barely stepped foot on the field, had like one hundred yard game in his Giants career. Other than that, was just a bona fide scrub um you know what if he wins whatever if the eagles win whatever the giants will be back but uh i think the craziest thing about this super bowl is last year was the year of the crypto what is this year going to be for commercials and on top of that how a 30 second commercial ad is seven million dollars
0: i almost
1: in this economy grew up at that seven million dollars like
0: but what's you worse is to, people like, are going to pay for it. That's like okay, yeah, we'll get run a uh, we'll run a commercial, whatever. That they're
1: going to pay for it. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, 7 million dollars to air the commercial. How much it costs to make the commercial? Because I again, if you've got to hire spend, everybody. If you're going to spend the money on a commercial, you're going to need the talent. I mean, last year with uh FTX, ironically enough, I mean, how much was um uh who's who was the uh, spokesperson in the ftx commercial i actually don't even like her beer uh, enthusiasm guy who was oh it? was uh, it larry david yeah larry david so it's like how much does he cost he's not like a cheap
0: you know uh a cheap actor to hire and stuff like that like that's been going around and i don't remember that like seeing that on tv last year and then who was the other one that had like just like uh was it um
1: what was the one that had like the DVD logo that they just bounced around the QR code?
0: Oh, it was the um Coinbase. Was it Binance? Was it It was Coinbase? Oh, it's Coinbase. Yeah. So you know for a fact,
1: I I don't know what the over under is on crypto commercials. I'm taking the under. I'll set the line at yeah. I'll set the line at three and a half because we did that last year and it was over. So I'm gonna
0: set the line at three and a half and I'm gonna take the under. I'll pre- I'm right with you, honestly. I, I think. The way crypto is, they're not going to I don't know that the league's going to let them advertise that much because of what happened with FTX. And, you know, Coinbase is still fine, but it's it's not good out here right now. Who's going to be the leader? I mean, it's always either cars or beer. um, but Or Budwe- yeah, like- Budweiser, Yeah, uh, Budweiser. GoDaddy was a big one back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah, they lost. They They blew a 3-1 lead. Hmm. Let's see. Commercial. Um, it's Budweiser. Well, I mean, what is there
1: really? Is the what is there really to promote right now. <laughs> like, what is there? To, tech companies all are in the shitter.
0: Yeah. Um, it's Budweiser, Pepsi, Coke, and Hyundai that have spent the most. Um, Toyota, Kia, Ford, sh- McDonald's, ever, ever, ever. Yeah. As of January twenty twenty one, so the data is about two years old, but still, I mean.
1: So I mean, sense. you have Pepsi, and like they had like the halftime show. Now, who's the halftime show? Is it
0: is it Coke? Let's find out. Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, well, Rihanna's performing. Um, no, no,
1: no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying like, who owns the rights? Yeah, is I'm trying to figure Pepsi?
0: out. It's uh, let's see, the Super Bowl halftime show. Um. Wow bad radio but the sponsor is oh it's you, this i should have known this it was apple music that's who's doing it oh that's right yeah that was announced that's a few true. months ago that was like a whole big rage It was like, oh apple music's gonna sponsor this that that makes sense that makes sense okay but you know who's also been really good over the years is doritos doritos has had some good ads is doritos a pepsi company like are they i Frito think Le? so yeah, are they, are they part of
1: the Frito Lay branch? Yes. So it like again, does like Pepsi does
0: that fall under the Pepsi wing? Uh, yeah, it would. Oh, Frito so. Frito Lay should be owned by the like that Pepsi group. Yeah, it's it. Yes, Frito Lay is a Pepsi company, so it makes sense. So, shout out Katie Gallagher. Shout yes. out Mastriani. Shout, <laughs> shout out. Shout out if you listen this far. Um, so we'll see if we'll see if Pepsi is the gig, but. Uh Yeah, over under
1: under on the crypto taking under over sure. over on the Chris Stapleton uh National Anthem. Chiefs money line.
0: I'm taking white Gatorade actually after that. I like the red Gatorade. I think there was lack of sufficient data for red like to make me pick it last year. I think that's yeah. the reason why I didn't go through with it. But maybe the Chiefs know that and they're going to put red Gatorade in there the person that manages like isn't that so silly like
1: the person that manages the Gatorade color is like the best kept secret of the year he probably gets like death threats i mean again not well actually i'm I, you know we're talking like the past couple years it was more of like a offshore book type of thing and then like a cup a lot of accounts like always like set like imaginary odds for the Gatorade. Now that like sports gambling is legalized in like half the country and like there's so many like fun props with like DraftKings fan and all of this stuff like there's a lot of money on the line for Gatorade. An absurd yeah. amount of money on like the Gatorade color. And there is literally it is one 25-year-old Jabroni that has a packet and putting it in water.
0: At the end of the game, that it's is like, that hey, is who sport, we're your decision that is where we makes we're people. Poor or, oh, it's unbelievable. Um, orange right now is a front runner at plus three fifty. Uh, your red pick is plus four fifty clear or water too is plus five hundred. They also have a a none option at plus one thousand. Like if they just can't document like a Gatorade dump or anything like that. That's odd. It's a little odd. Makes you think. Does we think. be sprinkling a little bit of that plus 1000 on there? Yeah, yeah. tinfoil hat time. Oh, lovely. All right. That's the Super Bowl episode. Happy watching. So long, everybody. Take it easy.